This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show of One Rental at a Time. And you asked for it yesterday, August 1st, we did the daily financial news outside. So we are going to do that again. Got my page of notes here. And yes, I have a selfie stick, which makes it a lot easier to kind of walk and talk. So as we start the daily financial news, I want to remind you of some pretty good content that came out yesterday on Sunday that uh, you might want to go ahead and take a look at. I know a lot of you watch Monday through Friday, but yes, we do the daily financial news seven days a week. And I do a live stream on Saturday, and my expert series actually starts on Sunday with Laura Morby. Uh, So real quick, there was some data that Laura shared yesterday that I'll highlight here, but you might want to go back and watch the actual interviews. First and foremost, Laura Morby is a top 1% agent in the state of Arizona. That means she does a lot of business. And during, I think it was interview number two, we talked about her buyers. Uh, Going into the summer, she had 15 buyers actively looking for deals, writing offers, getting outbid. But now she is down to two. That's interesting. That's a fall of 87% for a number one agent in the state of Arizona, top 1% agent. You got to watch this. I'm telling you, this housing slowdown is real. Buyers have taken July off, now August. In addition, that conversation with Laura Morby, we talked about what happens when a buyer disappears. Lots of times, they sign a year lease. So some of these buyers, right, loss of 13 of them, uh, they are going to be renters for the next 10 to 12 months. So you got to pay attention. You got to watch this. Again, the slowdown is real. A crash is not happening. In addition to that, Laura Morby and I talked about the business of flipping, of wholesaling in episode number three. And a lot of you, let's just be real with each other. A lot of us have bad processes. We've learned very bad behavior. And the market is about to eat our lunch. If you don't evaluate your ARV, you don't look at your, uh, you know, your flipping schedule, working your jobs. For the last year, you ran a bad business. You were slow. You didn't do everything. The market bailed you out. Not going to happen the next 12 to 14 months. In addition to that, we did our goals, our positive impact score. From memory, I think we did 15 deals last week, so congratulations all of you for doing deals. Do the homework, find motivated sellers that are out there for the first time, and then we did our community video as well. And then lastly, I did do a reaction video to uh, ReVenture Consulting that you might want to take a look at. I get sent to his channel a lot, so I finally broke down and did a, a review of that. So again, it's Monday, it's August 2nd. If you're a landlord with a tenant who's not been paying, you are filing eviction paperwork today if you haven't already. Evictions will be starting across the country probably in, what, eight to 10 days in different states. Uh, there are some states like California that aren't till September. But yes, evictions are starting. As a landlord, 
as an investor, I want you to realize that nobody wants an eviction. Evictions are bad for both parties, right? Evictions mean essentially for the landlord, a tenant hasn't paid for a while or is it validating some rules, uh, but basically uh, not good for the landlord. Then the landlord likely has to spend $1,000 on an attorney and uh, likely the big one is unit turns because a tenant being evicted generally doesn't clean the unit. So it is all bad for landlords, but it ain't great for um, tenants either. A lot of tenants, and I have some from personal experience, have been living for free for the last 10 to 12 months. It probably has felt good. They got some stimulus money. A lot of them were still working and they were told they didn't have to pay rent. Well, the time has come. So I expect a lot of tenants that do this uh, will just ghost landlords. They will leave in the middle of the night. They'll get a U-Haul truck and just leave at midnight. And then lo and behold, if the landlord does what they should, they will complete the eviction. They will get a judgment and then they will hit that person's credit. Evictions will follow you for somewhere between seven and 10 years. And if you don't know my landlord box and a lot of landlords will not rent to tenants with evictions. So congratulations on getting free rent for 10 months. It's about to be hard. So again, evictions are good for no one. I uh, don't know if you heard this, but I've been telling you this is coming. We officially missed the debt ceiling. We did not increase it. So uh, Janet Yellen is out there uh, invoking extraordinary measures. That's got to get you. That'll make you pucker up a little bit. Not really sure what extraordinary measures mean, but basically uh, the debt ceiling has been missed. And now we get to talk about that probably for the next three or four months. It is going to be very interesting. Uh, big announcement yesterday. Square bought Afterpay, an Australia, Australian company. Uh, that basically does buy now, pay later. Oh, folks, the rat race is real. The more you buy now and pay later, you are selling future time. This is, uh, this is how the rat race gets you, right? If, uh, I, think, I think it's Jay-Z who says if you can't buy it twice with cash, you can't afford it. I wish more of us thought that way because uh, if that wasn't Jay-Z, it was somebody else, I apologize. But that, that idea, if you can't pay it twice with cash, don't buy it. Man, this, this, this buy now, pay later has got me nervous. But damn, Square spent $28 billion on this company. Crazy. Uh, I know a lot of you have heard about stock splits. I think Apple had a stock split uh, in the last year or so, maybe Amazon. But did you know it could go the other way? Yes. There was a reverse stock split today, one to eight, not eight to one, one to eight. Uh, General Electric did a reverse stock split today. So realize it can go the other way. A couple of things going on. Again, I've been telling you I follow the consumer and thus far I've been pretty accurate the last, uh, I don't know, nine to 12 months. Looks like American Express just completed a survey of 2,000 cardholders. So obviously the sample size is, hey, you've got to have an Amex, which not all of us do. I actually don't think I have an Amex. Uh, but apparently the affluent are ready to spend. They are spending on family, luxury, travel, and experiences. Why is this important? I've been telling you, we're getting away from stuff. We're going to experiences. So this is, um, this is, this is part of the reason why the housing slowdown. We have had a year 
of the perfect storm and it is reversing and reversing quickly. 95% uh, of the people surveyed said they would expect to take a trip between now and the end of the year. This is uh, very interesting uh, because a lot of people are expecting both return to office and return to school. So they wanna get in one more trip before the end of the year. Uh, it looks like the Jobs Act is uh, at least uh, completed, apparently. Uh, the Jobs Act is 2,700 pages. This is the uh, bipartisan agreement with $1 trillion in spending. I think it's 550 in new spending. Uh, anybody think any of the people in the government are actually going to read 2,700 pages? I mean, anybody think their teams are going to read 2,700 pages? That's crazy. Uh, I just did some math because I like the math we did yesterday together on August 1st, Daily Financial News. Again, there's about 130 million households uh, in the U.S., so I'm starting to use that as a base number. So the $550 billion in new spending equates to roughly $4,000 per family. So I ask, you know, what do you think, four grand per family? And then, of course, there's the $3.5 trillion plan right behind it that will go via the budget reconciliation process. That is $28,000 in new spending. That is on top of all the spending from yesterday we talked about. I think it was $42,000 per family. So what's that? $42 plus $28,000, 70 grand. Wow. 70 grand per household. That is crazy. Uh, on top of that, I read about some younger investors in the stock market that reminded me of my day trading days. If you don't know my story, here it is in brief. I start with seven grand. I start as an investor. Then I become a trader and ultimately I become a gambler. Uh, the seven grand balloons to almost $200,000. I was feeling myself and then it went away and uh, it fell very quickly from nearly 200 to about $40,000. So there's a 24-year-old uh, investor, kind of right, right around the age uh, that I was at. Um, he says he's trading every day because of a buzz and an energy. Yeah, dude, I remember those times. It was fun. He's seen his account grow to over $70,000. He is monitoring his account every day. Yeah, I bet you're monitoring your account almost every hour. I was. And... You are trading every day. Folks, if you're trading every day, you're not an investor. I just, want to, I just want to put it out there. You might call yourself a trader, a swing trader, a momentum trader, but you are not an investor. Uh, he is trading mostly in airline stocks. I hope he's not trading on margin. Options and margin is what got me pretty crazy. So again, a lot of new investors have been brought uh, to the market, leveraging Robinhood and other like trading apps. Uh, you got to, the last year we've been cooped up. You've gotten stimulus checks that maybe they didn't need because they were working. They threw it in the market. They have had success. But folks, I want to remind you, I think it was the Economic Ninja. I think it was on Saturday I saw that. We have more margin in the stock market than we have ever had. Think about that. The margin percentage in the account is higher than 1929. If you have not looked at 1929 as a stock market, if you are in your 20s and you don't know what I mean by 19, 1929, do yourself a favor, go to your Google search bar 
and type in 1929 stock market crash. Folks, you often wonder why the banks have so much money in the system. You wonder why we talked about Jamie Dimon two months ago with half a trillion dollars and growing. They see the retail traders. You Retail traders are all in. All in. That doesn't usually end well. Again, it feels great in the moment. Yes, there is a buzz and energy. It's addicting. You feed, you feed that ego. But remember, you ain't made squat unless you sell. Do yourself a favor. Even if you think markets are going up, evaluate your risk profile on the upside and downside. And please, if you have a winning hand, take your investment capital back. Don't ever lose that. Play with house money. All right, everybody. Again, remember, evictions are good for no one, but they are starting. If you are a landlord, be very sensitive to what's going on in this space because you are going to get a lot of urgent requests from new tenants. Never cut, never shortcut your process. There's going to be a lot of turnover. So at the end of the day, uh, have a wonderful Monday. It is Monday. That means we should talk to Greg Dickerson at 8. Uh, we should talk with an attorney at 9. And we'll talk with someone at 9.30. So lots of new content coming from you. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself.